conversation and events that lead up to the sermons and the children's program this week uh, here at First Lutheran. Today, we've got special guest with us, Reagan Colt, the director of children's ministry here at First Lutheran. And Pastor Perry Allgaard. And, yeah, and I'm Reagan. And you're Reagan. <laughs> thanks for being here. Um, yeah, thanks yep. for joining in. Going along with our program this weekend, the gospel lesson is from Luke chapter 2. And it says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. So this week, kind of tied into everything that's going on during the worship service, we've got this theme. uh, If you remember, we've been moving from, we've got a dark advent wreath and kind of different themes tied to that each week. We extinguish one of those candles. So this week we'll extinguish the candle of sorrow and we light the candle of joy which becomes uh, the focus around this worship service. So for me, as I take a look at the the text that we have this week, and we didn't read the Old Testament text, uh, which is about King Cyrus, who was the Persian king who overtook the Babylonian Empire. And when he does that, he uh, releases the exiles and lets them come home to their, their land albeit most of their land is destroyed and not like it was, you get that sense of of joy of coming back and uh, displacing that that sorrow. The story of Simeon also shows us that, that joy or that fulfillment in Christ being born. And our Christmas program uh, for the kids this year, uh, again, is going to focus on Jesus being born, and how that hope comes into our world through through the birth of Christ. So, Reagan, could you share with us maybe a little bit how some of that theme of joy comes through in the children's program, what folks would maybe look for, um, or things that you've enjoyed in preparing it that you're kind of looking forward to sharing with the congregation? Yeah, the theme is joy, um, and the cherubs with their two songs that they're doing, they're both singing, like, this title of the song is Joy, so it's right there. It's hard to miss. Um, <laughs> uh, with the older kids, we're doing um, two songs that are, one is a really familiar song. Uh, one is a pretty familiar song, but we're doing a slightly different version of it. And then one is a song I never heard before. Uh, we started planning. And it's been really cool to watch the kids get excited about singing these songs, like on the verses they don't know the words as well, but when they get to the choruses and they get to the part of the song that they know really well, and they're just singing so loud and it is so, they bring a smile to my face. They are so excited to do it just to sing. Like when they get to the go tell it on the mountain part of that song, they, they're singing loud enough that they for sure don't need mics. They could be picked up <laughs> anywhere. It's so, they're so excited to be able to sing those words and, 
it's not super adventy, but it's pretty Christmassy and they're really excited and they've I mean they've been singing practicing it since like October. So it's been a while, so they're I think they're really ready to do it. <laughs> ready to share this with the yeah, congregation. For sure. Yeah. That's cool. I was kind of thinking when we're looking at this theme of so you kind of said, well, maybe it doesn't quite fit in the the thought of Advent as we've talked about it on this podcast for the last couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. I do think it fits in the, we talk about the difference between what's joy and what's, what's happiness. And mm-hmm. I have kind of heard it explained before, and you guys can chime in if, if you've heard better explanations than this too, but as happiness is tied to things that happen to us. So it comes and goes if something bad happens to us. Uh, suddenly our happiness is gone, whereas uh, joy is something that's grounded in something that goes beyond our happenstance or things that happen to us, so that even in um, difficult times or times of sorrow, it still gives us something to be kind of tied to our other themes, hopeful about or faithful about trusting that um, God's with us in those those dark and difficult times, but with the promise of something better that's yet to come. And I kind of, I've had a little bit of a sneak peek into the children's program, and I think that comes through in the songs that you've helped to prepare for them there. Well, and you think about the Christmas story, because that will be read during the service, mm-hmm. and how you, uh, how how Mary ends up as the main character, I got to believe that she really didn't probably want to have the baby in the manger that she would have rather been in an inn or a home, that she really would have really rather not had a 60-mile journey right before she gave birth. <laughs> Probably. And, and the circumstances around that had to be um, frustrating. Yet in the birth of the child, in that moment, in that event, there had to be extreme joy that comes through in that. Yeah, something is starting here. You know, it, uh, Christ doesn't arrive in wonderful circumstances by any means, but there's this joy of like, it's finally starting. Um, And again, I think we kind of get a taste of that too, as we've been going through this Advent season that maybe some, some people will come and listen to the children's program and kind of say, finally, we're getting started on some, (laughs) finally, uh, some Christmas (laughs) songs. We get a Christmas song. We get a little more taste of, of uh, Christmas songs. So yeah, it's a, it's a good week uh, to kind of be moving into that direction, get a little foretaste of what's to come. I wanted to ask you, too, about another thing. Um, you've done some uh, recording uh, with the kids, too, leading up to this. And so tell us a little bit about that and maybe what folks can look forward to with that. Yeah, so it's been kind of a popular thing lately I saw online that I wanted to try out with our kids. Um, so I sat a few kids down. I think there's maybe 12 or so of them. And I interviewed them just on what they thought about Christmas. So we asked them, you know, like, who do we celebrate? Why do we celebrate? What gifts were they brought? Who visited Jesus? And basically, I wanted them to just answer bits and pieces of the Christmas story so we can put it together. And we got some ridiculous answers. Um, and it's so funny. And then we got some kids who just knew the story flat out. And they're like, don't ask me different questions. Like, I'll just answer. You can't like, surprise me. Just tell me. me the story. Yeah, like, I'll just tell you it. But it was really cool getting to see the kids use their imagination for some of it because I mean it's not super easy to remember frankincense myrrh and gold like their their imagination for what gifts they would have brought and then there are a few times just to see what they answered I didn't necessarily put them all in the video but 
I would ask, well, if you were baby Jesus, what would you have wanted? Or who would you have wanted to come visit you? Or what, how would you have felt if you had to stay in a barn? You know, like different (laughs) stuff like that. And so it was cool to see the kids just try and put themselves in, in the story a little bit. It was fun to see that. Yeah, that's fun. I'm looking forward to that. I wondered for the longest time, too, why Frankenstein had been brought to baby Jesus. So it's, uh, I'll be eager to hear their, how they interpret that story. But it's interesting how, how we do get a cultural idea of what Christmas is and how some of those things really aren't found in the Bible. Yeah, like when I would ask them what gifts they would bring, a few of them said like baby things like a crib or a blanket or something, but... A lot of them were like, oh, what if they brought me like a toy helicopter or something like they, (laughs) the different types of gifts, like it's all so different. But then one kid was like, well, I hope that the gifts that they brought were love and joy. That's fun too. I mean, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cool to see just the different answers that they gave. It was kind of fun. One thing that that people should be aware of is that the program is on Sunday morning Mm -hmm. at 830 and at 11. The Saturday night service will just be a regular old Advent service, so come to that if you if you want that. If Come to the other two or one of them on Sunday for the, the kids' program. Because the candles are switching from sorrow to joy, and that's not necessarily something we need to take a huge step forward. It's just, it can be the tiniest thing. So we um, kind of simplified the Christmas program a little bit to just make sure it was just clear that sorrow to joy can be the smallest thing. It can be casual. It doesn't have to be massive step forward. One of the things that that we really like and support at First Lutheran is the children in church and in worship. I remember one Sunday when the kids weren't at church, there was really no kids at church. And I'm like, what is missing? There wasn't this this hum, this buzz underneath. And when it came time to do the children's message, there were no kids. And I looked around and, yeah, really the absence of, of children made the the congregation not seem right. Yeah, from up front, I want to say that's, uh, I always get asked that question, man, did you get distracted by all the noise? And that's ex- exactly the same for me. I actually get distracted by the absence of all of that noise. Mm-hmm. Um, so lately, Reagan put together something to to share in our pews just to kind of help people understand um, that we're very welcoming and wanting kids to be there, uh, whether up front or seated in the pews. So would you tell us a little bit more about what you put together there? Yeah, yeah. So I've gone to a lot of different churches um, for me in college and just traveling and stuff. And churches do it all differently. Some of them do Sunday school during the church service. So the kids are not there at all or they're there for a couple songs, then they leave. And I think it's really awesome that we have that separate time between services for Sunday school on Sundays so that the kids can be there. And it's, it is, it can be distracting the sounds that come from kids. You know, they're just, they're kids. They're inherently more vocal. They move and they fidget and they have really short attention spans. And so it makes sense that they have sounds and movement coming from them. And so Something I wanted to encourage in the church, I guess, with these pink uh, cards that are in the pews is just embrace the sounds that come from them. And, you know, like if there's a family that's struggling because they have three kids and there's only two parents and they're outnumbered or and they seem like they could help, you could turn around and say, hey, would you want me to 
like color with one of your children so that you can have a break or is there any way I can support and help you and just continue to build that relationship and that community that we have here at first and encourage families to ask for help and encourage people who don't have little kids who maybe went through having little kids of their own or maybe never have but just to create those connections because it doesn't necessarily need to be me versus them it can be a community so everybody does their part to help the kids acclimate to the church service and learn that it's okay to make noise sometimes it's not you don't have to just be silent and sit and be quiet and be an adult it's okay if you're a kid because that's who you are how can you help to encourage kids being in our worship service and to celebrate their their participation what things through the kids program bring you bring you joy what is your favorite part of having kids in a worship service you know so many times we see the kids come up for the noisy offering and that's such a a cool time and for the the children's messages so what is it that brings you joy um, seeing kids in worship when you watch the kids who are who are experiencing like actual joy singing these songs and they're singing really loud and they're having fun and they're being goofy or like a couple of weeks ago when the kids sang the first time um, this for the school year d- when we walked in there was like an upbeat song and the kids are clapping and dancing and they were having so much fun and everybody else in the congregation were just kind of watching and so like what's holding you back And so, like, what's holding you back from just doing it? What's what's keeping you from laughing and dancing and clapping and dancing in your underwear? And... Have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> once. Once or twice. <laughs> it's probably the mean stares from the pastors that keep people from dancing. That could be baby Like steps. the one sermon I talked about, we can start with smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, move from smiling to clapping to moving your body to moving your feet to moving your arms and legs and dancing all at the same time or even just like closing your eyes every once in a while if you feel like it you know like that's something that we don't do here and that's i mean that's a a thing people do if they feel it happening but like i've been to a lot of different church services that are super contemporary music and then some that are all hymns that are organ led and it's I've experienced people raising their hands and closing their eyes at both. So like, I've been coming to this church since I was two years old and I don't think I've ever really seen that here more than once or twice. And so like, I have watched this video of the people, different varieties of people raising their hand and the Lutherans are the ones that just like hold the the TV. (laughs) So they just hold their hands like (laughs) right above their knees and then just call it good. (laughs) They're trying to lift a TV up. Well, I mean, and honestly, I'm I'm a little bit afraid if unless I'm moving and dancing and close my eyes, that that I might just fall asleep. <laughs> That's well, what I thought when you were getting it. Oh no! We can encourage them to close their eyes. I'm thinking, I don't know. No, I, I see mean, some I, of that during the sermon. Yeah, <laughs> I see a little bit of that too. No, like when they're singing, yeah. or worshiping, or praying, just like I don't know, doing something different to set it apart. Yeah.